Imagine soaking in the scenery of the beautiful lakes or coastal towns, falling in love with the lingua italiana and incredible art museums, all while indulging on local favorites like gelato and espresso. You can experience it all in Italy. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herendine. Today we are traveling to one of the richest and most evocative cultures known to man. Joining us is Susan Van Allen, the author of 100 Places in Italy Every Woman Should Go, and former staff writer for the Emmy award-winning TV show, Everybody Loves Raymond. Susan, grazie. Thank you for joining us. Oh, grazie a te. Ciao. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. Now, Susan, I've been to Italy just once in my life, and I absolutely fell in love. For me, it's the food, it's the wine, it's the culture, the people. What sparked your love for Italy? Oh, well, I fell in love with Italy at a dining room table in Newark, New Jersey. My maternal grandparents were Italian immigrants, and they filled Sunday dinners with all that wonderful food, just like how you fell in love with it. It first came through the flavors and and that feeling that you had at the dinner table of such of such love and abundance. I love to hear it. So your family, you're Italian, family's Italian. And so you must have grown up. Now I'm thinking of the everybody loves Raymond dynamic. Did did your um, upbringing, did your experiences inform kind of your writing on everybody loves Raymond or? Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I just relate it so much to the, uh, especially the parents, um, Frank and, and Marie. And in fact, the first rep, uh, the first episode that I wrote was called Marie's Meatballs. <laughs> and it was about Marie trying to teach Deborah how to make Italian uh, meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs. And that was a very, very important thing in my household to make them correctly. So oh, wow. it certainly did influence me. Okay, so similarly, I'm feeling like I'm at home with this story because my husband, his grandmother, she's from Italy. And she um, and his aunt actually taught me how to make the meatballs I make. And it's so funny. I love, I love cooking for her, and I love getting the approval because it means I've, I've really done it right. It's really authentic. Um, she's so funny. When she, when she comes to my house, you know, she'll ask me, oh, Mary, is this dressing? Is this, did you make this homemade? And if I did, it's met with a lot of approval, a lot of usage of it. If not, if I say, oh, I got this one from the store, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't <laughs> that is, but, that's absolutely um, Marie character on Everybody Loves Raymond, right? I, I love it. I love it. But, you know, she really has has taught me a lot. So that's so exciting. Now, how many times have you been to Italy? Oh, countless. I countless. first went in before you were born, my dear Maria, <laughs> in 1976, right wow. out of high school. I was so mm -hmm. dying to go. So um, I, I know that since about the year 2000, I've been at least every year and, and in wow. the past decade, more than that, like in the spring and fall, I love to go. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So that first experience, what was it like for you? Um, was that <gasps> the most impactful? Yes, it was the most memorable. I mean, I still think of it when I go to Rome. It was arriving in Rome 
actually in August when everybody says you shouldn't go because it's so hot. Right. And that first sight of the Coliseum and the Forum and cars whipping around <laughs> that circle. So you have this modern scene against thousands of years of history and you could touch it and it's big it's colossal it's the coliseum it's right there in your face so that's what really made such an impression on me and it still does it's so incredible wow and so for me when i went i was just blown away that to your point there's there's all of this history against well there's all of this modern uh, you know everything like the modern comforts against the backdrop of all this history and it's just so amazing so is it as romantic, do you think, as people say it is? Oh, I definitely, I definitely think it is. I see people just get, they soften when they go to Italy. I think mm-hmm. that that's it. Everybody's so happy and you forget your worries and, and, and the images are so evocative. Uh, for example, when you walk into the Uffizi and you see Venus coming out of the clamshell in all of her oh. curviness and beauty, I've stood just and turned the other way and watched people walking into that room. And I see couples start to hold hands, embrace. Yeah. <laughs> you just feel that way. It really is. It's amazing. Now, when I went there, I I went um, I went there alone, but I went to visit my brother who was um, in Italy, northern Italy at the time. And while I was there, to your point, it, just the people watching and watching people's reaction to just the beauty all around you, it's amazing. So I thought it was really romantic, even being yes. there alone. Now, you wrote yes, the book, 100 Places Every Woman Should Go um, in Italy. Can you share a few of these places, maybe how you chose them? Yes. Well, I was inspired because I met so many women like you who... Uh, felt just so embraced and happy when they were in Italy. And I believe that it's because as soon as you get off the plane, you see these images of, mm-hmm. like I say, Botticelli's Venus or the Madonna. Right. You see the women, a woman being adored, like women have been adored there since the earth was cooling. It is a <laughs> matriarchal culture. Everybody loves their mama, their Nona, the Madonna and, and Venus. And so I write, uh, I started out with like going to these wonderful um, temples where women have been worshipped. For example, it's amazing to go to the Valley of the Temples in Sicily, where the temple to Juno is, the goddess you know, who's married to uh, the, the, the king of the gods she was the queen of the gods um but also to so many beautiful churches where you Mm. see art for free like you could walk into a a church in um in Rome, and you see a masterpiece by the Renaissance master Caravaggio Um, and so I, I write about that but I also write about the wonderful sensual pleasures like the the beaches and the spas and the places in in nature that you could go that you feel so so embraced beautiful um parks and of course shops 
where they sell artisan artists. You can see artisans making leather or or Mm -hmm. weaving like in a workshop in Perugia in Umbria that I write about. So, oh, I can go on and on. Oh, I know. So when I visited Florence, to your point, even if you're not looking at, you know, the the beautiful um, carvings or sculptures, I mean, just the stained glass, just the woodwork. I mean, everything is so incredible. It's just it's too much to to soak in all at once. You really have to sit and and look and watch and and just the people watching. All of that was so amazing for me. And the shopping. So that's personally my one of my favorite hobbies is yes, shopping, window shopping, strolling, you know, having a um, maybe a drink, some great food. And I really enjoyed that. I actually have a leather bag that I got in Florence oh. that I still have. I use it special occasions. I try to keep it nice. Oh, but they last a long time because they're so well made. You know, there's such pride in craftsmanship there because it's been going on for 500 years and passed down through generations. And, and what I always tell people when they shop in Italy, especially you know, for artisan projects is when you go into a store, it's not like going to the CVS in, you know, Los Angeles. It's somebody's home. It's somebody's tradition. And you, um, even if they don't speak English all that well, you really can communicate with the artisan and it makes such a difference. Uh, your whole experience of buying something there is very, very personal. And I love bringing that home. Yes. Yeah, I have um, also a pair of earrings that I got there. And, and I don't know if this is the most beautiful pair of earrings I have ever had. But what's great, it's that little piece of the culture and this little piece of my experience that reminds me of when I was there. And I remember the interaction um, with the store, uh, the storekeeper when I purchased these earrings. And so even though they may not... Uh, at first blush to like be the most beautiful pair of earrings I've ever had. Um, it really feels that way when I wear them. And it really reminds yeah. me of, of that experience. It was amazing. Now I, you know, we're talking about places women should go and definitely I love the shopping, but do you think, you know, Italy is a great place or a great destination for families? It is so great for families. I mean, Italy, one of its great natural resources is the wonderful Italian welcoming people. And they love children. (laughs) If you take a a baby there through a market, just be prepared. It's going to be slow because all the women come and do the Mm -hmm. cheek pinches and all that. And I went there recently with my four-year-old granddaughter Mm -hmm. and she was so taken by the big statues and the fountains and of course the gelato and the (laughs) pizza and you know waiters when we sat down uh, I mean it's a little cliche but sometimes Roman waiters in the city can be very like proper and I'm too you know too Mm -hmm. busy to wait on you with the kid as soon as she walked in I mean they practically kneeled at her feet what do you Ah. want all that so I think for all ages it's great for families because as they get older they're interested in history and so it's a great learning experience and um, yeah it's easy for families you know you're it's right they're not bothered by the children I have two little ones myself and and when I went there, I visited my brother who had two little ones at the time. 
And to your point, you know, they could be where I'm maybe annoyed and I'm watching out for their behavior. Um, just the people around are like, oh, they're so cute and just paying attention to them. So really, and, and the kids love it. And, you know, they don't always have to be entertained by other things. They love the fountains. They, you know, love the beautiful scenery. We went to this um, museum and the kids were like, oh, look at this. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, don't touch anything. <laughs> so we, we had to keep an eye on them for a few things, you know, but um, but really they, they enjoyed it. So, wow, that's awesome. Now, um, I love Italian food, and obviously you've grown up with it. I've, I'd never actually been a fan of tiramisu until I had real tiramisu in Italy. Um, do you have any favorite dishes, regional specialties, oh, maybe yes, recommendations? Yes. Well, uh, as far as recommendations, I say have the food in the place where it's a specialty. In other words, have pizza in Naples. I actually Mm -hmm. wrote for Westways magazine about the best pizza in um, in Naples. Um, Have fish dishes up in up in Venice. Have Mm -hmm. spaghetti bolognese in Bologna and it will be fantastic. And Rome has a great pasta tradition with carbonara which is Mm. that pasta made with guanciale and egg and cheese which is so great and also cacio pepe and um in sicily the sweets oh my gosh you you will just swoon over the cannoli in 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 sicily is so fantastic so i have a lot of favorites but my main thing is sometimes i'll be with people in Venice and they'll say, well, we had pizza, but it wasn't very good. It's because Uh, it's not really their thing. It's like having key lime pie in Boston or something. It's not going to be so great, you know? Right. That's, you know, it's so true. I mean, it really is. It's if that's their specialty, that's the thing that they focus on. Yeah, you definitely want to try it there. This is where it originates, right? So, okay, that sounds like a great tip, and I love that. So finding out what the local specialty is and and eat that. Now, any insider tips on eating out in Italy? So maybe a visitor doesn't feel like a tourist. I know there's, you know, traditions or uh, just certain expectations. Can you tell us about it? Right. Well, I would say... Beware of the places near the main monuments where the waiters are out there, you know, calling you in. Uh, all you have to do is turn the corner, and you're going to find a beautiful trattoria or, or mm-hmm. a quieter place where Mama's cooking, and all of that. And I would research, um, you know, research the specialties and research, you know, bloggers that have been around for a while that are that are locals. Ask the taxi drivers where they oh, eat. Yeah. I always love that. And or ask your, you know, if you're on a trip like with um, AAA and you have, um, you, you know, you have free time, ask your local guide and they'll tell oh, you, oh, my yeah. favorite place is, is, is around there. And that's, that's really the best, the best way to do it. Sometimes um, the print guidebooks have been just repeating for a long time and um, they might send you to a place that hasn't been checked up on you know all things change yeah yeah that makes sense so definitely you know ask the locals right I'm sure they they ask the the shopkeeper where you bought your purse yeah right (laughs) 
Right. Right. Well, you know, that's amazing. When I went, I was, again, in northern Italy, so I never made it to Rome, and I planned to go back. Um, In fact, Italy is on the list. Italy along with Ireland and a few other places. Oh, yes. um, You know, I know there's such a variety, not just Rome, but Venice, Florence, Milan, uh, Bologna. How do you choose where to start? You know, it really, I, I really encourage people to think about what they love the most. I mean, if you really love nature, I wouldn't put myself right into Rome right away. Right. If you really love art history, it might start smaller in Florence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually Venice is a beautiful place to start an Italian vacation because when you land there, you have to slow down. There's no cars, there's no motors, you have Mm -hmm. to walk, you will get lost. Yes. (laughs) And you you have to embrace that. And and with the water and the vistas, you automatically just are embraced by the Italian spirit. So I think that's a great place to start an Italian vacation to be relaxed. Well, I flew right into Venice and to your point, it's beautiful. Yes. It does force you to slow down and just amazing. So um, how, you know, talking with the locals, turning that corner, finding that restaurant that's off the, the beaten path a little bit. Um, any other ideas on how someone can get a real insider feel of Italy, like maybe renting a villa or something that really Certainly, yes. Well, I, I think as well as being in the cities, getting out to the countryside because there's a very rural aspect to Italian life. I mean, even in the cities, you see the markets are full with produce and fruits and vegetables that just came in and everybody knows, uh, the seasons like, Oh, if we're in Rome in April, we'll get artichokes. If we're there in, in June, um, these beautiful frogli di boschi, the, the strawberries from the, um, tiny strawberries from the nearby hills will will come in. So they're very attached to it. And like in every Roman restaurant, you won't be able to get, uh, you know, good Roman, those products any other time of year. So go to, go try to include a countryside stop, but also there's so many great offers now and, and you do them on your triple a trips, like to take a cooking class. I think that's getting a backstage pass to the country's culture. If you're with, you know, in a kitchen with a senora or a local Mm -hmm. chef, you really understand the culture so much more. So that's a great way to do it. Also, there are biking and hiking vacations that get you walking around farmlands and things like that. Um, and then when you're with a, a guide in a, in, a, in a museum, to really ask them questions, to maybe have a coffee with them about, you know, their lives. What's it like to be a, to be a mama in Italy yeah. these days? You know, what's it like to be to have gone to school there? It's really interesting, and they're such social people. It's they're they love to answer questions about their culture and about their lives. So that's how you do it. You yeah. wonder, and yeah, it's right. a great great way to take some of it with you when you go, and and leave a little bit, but but take some with you when you go. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing okay. that with us. And you know, I'm definitely thinking about cooking classes. 
Um, you know, I know that you can visit places where they make uh, prosciutto or parmesan. Yes. Or even vinegar. Absolutely. Countryside yes. places? Yes. Uh, it's wonderful when you go. There's a region called Emilia Romagna where Bologna is, which mm -hmm. everyone says Bologna is the food capital of Italy. And uh, there you have Parma, where they mm -hmm. make prosciutto di Parma, uh, Parmigiana, and Modena, where you can visit a, a place where they make balsamic vinegar, wow. which is often in people's villas or big homes up in the mm -hmm. attic and and they cure they have it in barrels that they monitor for as much as 12 years or wow. 25 years to make amazing balsamic vinegar after you visit one of these places to see how parmesan a real balsamic vinegar is made you never balk at the prices again you see the dedication and the time it takes to make these wonderful products it's I great think that's, i think that's why um, my husband's grandmother why she just you know really enjoys when i say it's homemade and when i've spent time on it um his aunt had gifted me she made some um vanilla extract from home and they make a few things oh. you know and she'll give me that but they love to see that you're using it I think it's because of all the love and care that goes into it when I say I just got this bottled dressing you know she doesn't feel like all that love goes into it in fact when I go to visit her for lunch she's like you can't just make a sandwich for somebody it's not respectful you know so <laughs> when I go there she's got meatballs and bread and she's made a salad and all these things and I'm like oh I'm just here for a light lunch and she's like, no, it's it, you just show your love that way, and you put so much right. and so much care into it. So now this this explains the story on my on my dressing because somebody that's used to putting so much love and care into something like balsamic vinegar, it just it makes sense, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a tradition. It's a ritual, and the main thing beyond behind it is this big this big heart. I mean, they really do care about your enjoyment of everything from food to, uh, you know, just a scoop of gelato to how much you loved the um, museum that they showed them. They have a lot of pride in their culture. I can see and they should. I mean, it's amazing. It, it really it is, beautiful. is. I mean, the food, really the art. Florence. Yes, I, when I visited Florence, I, is the Statue oh. of David. I'm like, you know, you hear about it a lot, um, but really to to see it, to see mm. this beautiful thing, this beautiful uh, sculpture, it's just, I, I it, I'm speechless, you know, and that's not easy it's, for me. If you know me at all. <laughs> no, it's true that, and um, oh, we should remind travelers they should always make reservations to see such masterpieces oh, yes. but I recently also saw um, The Last Supper which is a oh, yes. kind of a ritual to see you have to reserve way in advance you get to go in for 25 minutes um, the first part you're in a special room where you're kind of decontaminated or whatever <laughs> and, and just to walk in the room it What's wonderful is that you don't get pushed around because you can right. only go in small groups. But to, to really see something that you've seen in art history books or on mm -hmm. postcards or on YouTube, and then to really see it is a whole nother experience to be in the place, the Last Supper, where it was 
created for us. Just amazing. You know, somebody might bulk at all, you know, the reservation. We can only see so many people. We can't take pictures, and you've got to decontaminate yourself. But really, I mean, to preserve um, such a beautiful piece of art for so long so that generations and generations can enjoy it, it's so important. So, yeah, I can see that. And and to your point, I mean, with with, um, COVID and all these new protocols, there's, you know, reservations and with people really wanting to get out, I think people are doing a little bit of a revenge travel, right? Um, you might see a ton of crowds. What are you seeing, Susan? I am seeing crowds. I am seeing a happy bursts of energy (laughs) that people are so happy to be back and moving around and to be without masks i mean especially italians because they're so expressive oh, yes. and they and they want to smile and they want to uh, you know they want to do the double cheek kiss and all yeah. of that it was so hard for them during covid i actually went back in october when travel first opened and then i went recently and the difference you know that you could just feel they're like so relieved that they can oh express themselves you know they were doing it with their eyes you know smizing Smizing. (laughs) but now they can do it with their whole face yeah you know that's it's interesting you lose so much I mean what do they say it's like I think it's something like 38 percent of what you communicate is just through your expression and your body language not being able to have that can be really challenging especially for a culture that's so used to having that closeness or that touch, that physical touch or, or using your expressions, using your body language to communicate with people and having to do everything, you know, voice to voice or virtually or, you know, no touching at all. Um, I can see everybody's just probably that burst of energy, like you said, really excited. Yes, they, they are ready and so happy that it's back. Really, that's the main thing that I felt when I was there. Of course, of course. Now, any COVID protocols or maybe requirements now that people should be aware of? Um, I think you should still bring your masks because in certain museums, like in the Duomo in Milan, it was Mm -hmm. still required, uh, even though everything was off. I mean, people can do what they, uh, you know, they the organizations can do what they want but um and on some trains it was also still still required and just to feel safe because yeah. you know you know a lot of travelers i saw were still wearing them because we'd like to be healthy when we travel well that makes sense yes. yeah nothing like getting sick in the middle of a vacation to, oh, <laughs> to right. really you know set back that experience well, or being quarantined um, somewhere more extended than you anticipated my mom was over in Italy when there was this um, volcanic eruption when was this oh, I can't remember the, the time but she was, right. she was stuck there um for I think like 10 extra days and I'm thinking if anywhere I want to be stuck is is in Italy that's okay I'll take it right that was a strange thing because the eruption was far away but it it's there could be no uh plane travel yeah the visibility I ended up driving it was days and days later she ended up driving like eight hours away and getting on a plane or a train uh-huh. and a plane to somewhere else. And it was just really crazy. But I thought, wow, if you're going to be stuck anywhere, 
why not there? Right. It's, it's gorgeous. Even if you're not out and um, seeing all the art and all those things, just being there and the culture and the food and outside. So beautiful. Really? Uh, yeah. Any mishap that happens in Italy, I feel like uh, that's happened to me, like a delayed train or somebody doesn't show. It always has ended up in a, another it opens to another beautiful experience and yeah. I've learned I've learned to trust that more more and well, more was, as years go by that was the great right. thing is she was actually there to visit my brother who just had a new baby and oh. um so she went there to visit but it was very agenda driven for that week that she was planning to be there and then that extra 10 days she really got to spend time with the family oh. and and to have less of an agenda and it was just it just you know uh, to be able to bond with it um, with the new baby and all those things so I know that it was unexpected um, but a really good experience overall now you said the best time of year to visit is is now kind of in the summer is that the best time or oh I I would say there's no bad time to visit right. <laughs> um, I you know there's just different I mean I like this I like to go to Italian beaches I think mm -hmm. that's so much fun because the beach scene is there is like kind of like theater you know it's very mm -hmm. formal with with the umbrellas and things I love the fall because it's harvest season and that's so beautiful to see the vineyards full and the olive harvest going on um holiday time it oh, all the yeah. lights are are really beautiful i mean and then it then there's um carnivale in february which mm -hmm. is so much fun not only in venice but also in other cities like in rio maggiore on the coast and then the spring the gardens are oh. amazing in Italy to see, and of course the beautiful, you know, fruits that that come up, and so there's no bad time. I guess it's, it's so hard bad. to choose. Yeah, I know it's like go twice or right or four times. Um, but right. yeah, thank you. I'm I'm thinking planning my next vacation. I I always say this whenever I'm I'm talking to one of our guests. I'm like, oh. Now I want to go, and really, um, Italy was so amazing, and I know that I won't be disappointed when I go back again. Now, oh, absolutely, go and go with your children. That would be so great. Yeah, and and if they're making me crazy, just knowing that that <laughs> the locals are probably enjoying it and thinking how cute. <gasps> there are right. so many nonas around. I have to say that the mm -hmm. four-year-old granddaughter had a little. Um, meltdown at a market mm -hmm. and her American mother, you know, kind of right. stood back and let her, you know, be. She was embraced. I mean, she got so many, she got free strawberries, free <laughs> peaches, free everything. They, they were, and they were looking at the mother, you know, yes, as if course. like, why aren't you really like taking How care dare of you? child? How dare you let her cry? <laughs> give them everything right, right. I know. Yeah. oh yeah I'm, I'm sure my kids yeah. would catch on to that very quickly they're, right. they're very clever right. they're smart <laughs> they'll pick up on that real quick and and start oh, having those gosh. meltdowns right, yeah, get, right. getting filled yeah. up on sweets They've and filled up gelato anything they want yeah awesome <laughs> absolutely I am so so excited now um we want to avoid the crowds and I, you know, I want to travel soon. 
Can you share with our guests? Now, for me, I think it's a can't-miss destination. Can you share with with us um, what makes Italy such a can't-miss destination? What would you say? Oh, I would say that it's a country of masterpieces of art, nature, and cuisine, and the most wonderful Italians who welcome you with open arms. Oh, and... I love it. I agree. In my experience, I would say um, just having been there and then um, being part of this Italian family, um, open arms is is um, it's definitely there. And it, it was beautiful for me. Thank you so much, Susan. Um, I <laughs> this has been such a pleasure for me. I've got your book and I'm uh, and I'll be looking through that and and thumbing through it when I'm thinking about my next trip. Um, it's just amazing. Oh, it's- I really appreciate it. I can tell your passion for the country, and and I can see the smile on your face. So <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm definitely smiling. Grazie yeah. mille. Yes, no, it's wonderful. Like here I am in LA, but t- talking about Italy just makes me so happy. So grazie mille to everyone there for for having us do this wonderful podcast. And I really do encourage listeners. You have a wonderful menu of. Uh, tours to Italy of, of you know on all different places up and down the boot and it's wonderful to to go with a group because a lot of times that helps you avoid the crowds oh, yes. when the guides know uh, to reserve tickets in advance and everything like that is taken care of it makes it so much easier for people to travel in a beautiful way I've, I've definitely learned that um, really planning it out doing your research really identifying what it is that you want to do or what experiences you want to have and ensuring that you're planning for that. Um, Because, you know, this might be on someone's bucket list and maybe they only get to go once in their lifetime. So really plan it out. And and to your point with that tour guide um, can really be helpful. Susan Van Allen, just grazie mille. Thank you so much for being with us. And um, thank you to our listeners for being with us. If you are planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herondine. Thank you for traveling with AAA.